Please go to um, Facebook and check us out as well as our like page. And Sunday going to again tell you how to tune in, how to call in. Because tonight is going to be a very, very special show. We've got some special guests in the studio. And uh, we got a lot of love and a lot of emails from our last week's show on sex, sex, and more sex. That's right. So uh, tonight we're going to twist it, we're going to twist it around a little bit. So before we get started, Sunday, why don't you tell our listeners how to find us? Hey, everybody. I'm glad that you guys are tuning in this evening. We are so excited that you guys decided to take your Monday nights to take this time to listen to us. Once again, we are on blogtalkradio.com slash nighttalk. That's N-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. And you also, if you're on Facebook right now, which I can see there's quite a few people that is on Facebook, you can actually go to our Facebook page, which is Night Talk Live with J.L. and Sonny, and you can go straight to that page at Night Talk Live Radio. And I also want to, you know, just say thank you to all my uh, friends and family in New York who told me they're going to listen in tonight and Houston and, of course, my hometown, Chicago. Uh, this is the place to be right now. And tonight we always have a good time. You know, Sunday night, act stupid, we act silly, but we keep it real. Because, you know, on this show it's straight talk, no chaser. So you have to forgive us if we say anything that comes out of the left side of our mouth. You know, we may cuss a little bit. We may show you some love. But tonight, since we got a man of God in the house, I'm going to try to keep it real. I'm going to try to be nice. I'm not going to try to cuss. I'm going to try to keep it um, sanctified and Holy Ghost filled because the pastor is in the house along with his, oh along with his other sidekick minister, Pastor Charlotte. Sean. But before we go to them, uh, Sonny, yeah. Sonny, I'm sorry, I spin all over oh the phone. Oh, my God, Jay, I need you to relax here. Spin all over the microphone. Get all over the you know, when I'm in the house of the Lord, I just keep excited. And, you know, when you're in church and the Holy Ghost falls upon you, you start spitting. I'm trying to tell Spitting. And I'm going to need some Febreze over here. You know, so anyway, uh, Sonny, so, you know, every you know every time we're on the air, we always you know, start out talking about, you know, what's new in your world, what's going on in your life, and then we're going to talk about what's going on in our community, what's going on in the world. So I'm going to give you a chance to let the folk know what's happening with you. Okay, I'm, putting, I'm about to put Jay on blast. He got me sweating over here. He's spitting all on the microphone. <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. 
so excited. But you know what? We got great reason to be excited. We have uh, we got some callers online already, um, and I can see they are on board and listening. And I just want to make sure that you know we're gonna kind of give you a little bit of how this is gonna work um, this evening because we do have some special guests. We're gonna uh, you know definitely have some questions, and some things about them that they're gonna uh, respond to and. Uh, give us some good insight because this particular topic tonight is about how to build healthy relationships. Very important um, in the world. Uh, what people don't realize is just how important relationships are um, for self and everything beyond yourself uh, involves relationship activities. And we want to make sure that people are impacted tonight after this call, um, after this radio show. So if you have questions or you want to uh, post comments or something like that, you can actually, as you're listening, you can actually hit the one on your phone, and that will give me an indication that you have a question or you desire to speak, and we'll bring you in. And at that time, you can tell us your name and give us your question, whether you have a question for us as a host or if you have a question for our guests. Also, um, you can go online and chat with us, uh, which is on Night Talk Live uh, Radio on blogtalkradio.com. You just look up Night Talk Live and you'll be able to get to us and we actually can chat with you there. Um, so if you desire to ask some questions, you can also go to Facebook. If you haven't liked our page, please like our page there. Yes, please tell do. Please like it's uh, Night Talk Live Radio. So if you put that in on your Facebook, you can actually find it. Uh, we're online. We're on everything. we got the cell phones. we got computers up. we got billboards lit up. Huh, yeah, we got it going on. You know, when we started this... Uh, this concept, you know, uh, Sunday I sat down and talked, and I told her that there was a major radio station that had, that had approached me about submitting to them a concept to do a show that impacts the LGBT community. So they're listening in, they're seeing how many listeners we get and what type of feedback that we get. So we need you guys out there to show your love, your support. Hit us, email us, call us, get on Facebook, let the world know that you're listening to us. And so we're excited about that. So in the meantime, what's going on with you? Man, I'm over here looking crazy. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> uh, just so you, so you guys know, um, you know, this is a live, a live show. So um, I see people calling in left and right. We are, look at that. Glory be to God. Look at, we got some fingers in the air. Okay, I'm, I want, I want you guys to listen real closely. We we're gonna allow you to speak. So if you press that one on your phone, every time you do that, that's alerting us that you want to talk, and we're not ready for you to talk just yet. So hold on. <laughs> so hold sit on. Tight. Just sit tight. So I mean, for me, man, I'm, I've been busy uh, with this producer hat on for Night Talk Live. Sure, you doing Yeah, man. JL stressed me out. People like, what time I gotta be there? What we gonna do? What we gonna, we're gonna talk about? Gonna be? I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I'm like, man, I need an assistant for him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking for a great intern. If you if you desire to help a sister out, my number is 706-363-3895, okay? Loudmouth needs some help. Right. And remember last week was on the air. We uh, also made a plea that if you got uh, some uh, some food you want to drop by the studio. We do eat. Uh, we are here right now. I haven't had anything to eat today. And one of our special guests said, oh, man, you lost so much weight. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me show him. We're not starving them, people. I, I just don't want you to think I'm starving so we're trying to get our sexy back, ain't that right? Yeah, you're trying to get our sexy. So stop, you know, just just hit us up and let you know where we are. I'm in the heart of beautiful Midtown Atlanta, and uh, we would love to see you, you know, stop by, holler at us. We also want to give a special shout-out to all of the uh, people behind the scenes. we got Jazzy J up in our house who's recording us for our live stream, right? Yes. And uh, as well, then, Sunday, I want you to tell our potential sponsors 
how they can sign in and contact you so we can start promoting your business. People always saying there's no black, gay, or no LGBT and Q businesses in Atlanta. So I personally know a lot of folks out there who are LGBT and Q who have a business. So if you got a business and you want us to promote it and give you some love, our rates are so low for right now they are, but once we get larger, our rates are going through the roof. So you mean on the live circuit? We're building up. I, no, mean, so, I mean, really. So tell them how they sign up, Sonny. Uh, well, first and foremost, we want to make sure you can actually contact us. You can hit us up. Um, we're on Twitter. You know we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We got our Twitter page is Night Talk ATL, so you know where we're located. Um, so make sure you touch bases and follow us there. You also can get on um, Facebook and contact us or send us an email at nighttalklive at gmail.com. Cool. So um, all my social networking people, I know all y'all on Facebook start stalking people, so stalk us. Okay. <laughs> Listen, let's, let's do this. We, we want to um, just say thank you to our guests. We have Pastor Dennis Meredith that's here and Arthur uh, Charlotte. Char, I need to ask her, we're doing C Shaw because she's got, she's got some synonyms going on. Charlie works, and, uh, you know, just to give a little bit of insight, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the current things that's going on, and then we're going to get into our conversation about the relationship series and uh, what all our good people got going on in their in their lives and their careers. And everybody at this table, we, everybody's building a brand. Yeah, Is that right? Building a brand. So, you know, in that in that stream, let me, let me say this to my entrepreneurs. You know, I'm an advocate. If you've got a small business, that means if your sales are under $5 million, you are a small business. If you're only making $5, you're a small business. Amen, yeah. But, hey, at least you made it. So what we want to encourage you to do is touch bases with us and uh, see about becoming an actual media partner on our show where we'll actually highlight your business, uh, create custom commercials, run them through in the segment, also have them online um, so you have an opportunity to get some advertising for your business very inexpensively. Get a, get a hold of us at Night Talk Live at Gmail. I'll send out a media kit for you. Mm-hmm. And we'll go, yeah, we'll go from there. So what's new with you? Whew, let's see here. Uh, I'm just trying to hang in there, you know, just trying to keep hope alive, living in the now. You know, if I got this whole new thing for 2013, while well, I live in the now. I don't okay. worry about tomorrow. I don't worry about what happened yesterday. <laughs> I live in the now. <clears throat> I've learned that if you live in the now, life is so much better. You don't stress out. You don't worry about tomorrow. Because I always tell people who contact me, my friends and family, that they're stressed out because they can't pay a bill or they got to go to the doctor or their car about to be repossessed or they're about to be evicted, that you don't know what's going to happen between now and then. That's right. You know, you get the lottery. Your great uncle could die and leave you some money. You know, you never know. That's why I always live in there now. I think maybe we'll ask the pastor later. I think the Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself because all we have is right now. So that's what I'm saying. Go ahead, Jim. Ooh. Go ahead. Ooh. I see you, brother. Well, you know, they, they prophesied back in the day that I was going to be a pastor. Oh, so Lord, y'all. They didn't say when. We ain't hung up. We still alive. Test the mic. You don't have to go to a church house to preach. Tell it, brother. You can, right. you can, you can have your we ministry. all minister. We all have to minister to one another. Your ministry wherever you want to put it. So someone has got to be sensitive. When all. I say I'm just trying to stay warm this weather, did you enjoy the Super Bowl uh, last night? I sure did. I ain't watch, I ain't watch nothing. You didn't watch nothing? Super I was Bowl? tired. I was sleepy in my body, thirsty in my throat, and hungry in my body. I was just, I was tired. Because, see, I wanted to ask you about, you know, Beyonce did an amazing job. I saw her for like two minutes when I was amazing. Job. But this morning, they was watching her. I ain't she was it. bad. But this morning, I, I read somewhere 
that in her performance she held up the um, the pyramid sign. Did you see mm. that? And so folks were saying that she that, that was the sign that said that she was part of that secret devil society. Oh, yeah. about that? The Illuminati. Yeah, the Illuminati. But you know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not gonna get caught up in all of that. But you know the the the, 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 the whew, Lord, here we go. The passage of that is that originally, you know, um, Damon Dash, Jay Z started Rockefeller, mm-hmm. and Rockefeller that was kind of the, the you know the notion of what they would do for the rock. So I'm trying to give him a little bit, man. You look at Jay. Jay I don't know. Like I thought it sounded crazy to me. I think that you can never celebrate. Any of our people's success. The woman kicked butt. Oh, yeah, it won the best now. Super Bowl shows in a long time. She, she did not lip sync. You know, and uh, she never lip synced when she performed. Live. No, remember she did it for the inaugural, and she. They well, I mean, it was like two degrees outside. I mean, really. But you know the world. It was her girl. voice, though. But she did a great job. She and then she brought Kelly and uh, Michelle on with her. Yeah, the Destiny Child reunion, and it was an amazing show. The game was good. I watched the it on YouTube. They probably upload it. I watched it on YouTube. Everybody was screaming how Ray Lewis gave God the glory and the praise and said what God what God has for you is for you and you know he goes through a lot of stress with that whole double murder thing back in the day. Oh yeah, that happened and in Atlanta was, during yeah. the Super Bowl. You remember that? That's been over ten years though. Yeah. That's all that got to Yeah, but he was wild. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Yeah. So but see, you know what? Stuff like that will tell you. Remember when uh, her daddy was in New York? That's when he was uh, dating Jennifer Lopez. And, <laughs> And shine and all of them right, guys right, they got right. man, that say that brother was so scared he went from Puff Daddy to compete <laughs> <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Murder will still snap you back right now. But you know, you know. so we got a lot of uh, good shows coming up. I you know Sunny kinda of runs the thing, I just show up. Here we go. Um, Here we but go. sometimes Here we go. you know, she be trying to force me to do stuff that I don't want to do. But yeah, I just like I, you know, not too many people can make me do that. But she has the clout <laughs> to make me do that. Like our guest tonight, she didn't even ask me that I would have had to spoke here. It says, oh Night God. Talk with J.L. and his co-host. <laughs> but I'm saying, I want to talk to somebody other than this. Do you know what I mean? I mean but she's it's like, just dialogue. You know, we ain't going to have a monologue every week. You know? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, I'm trying glad. to share this mother you, world. I know you love your church, your church family, your You pastor. better believe it. Tabernacle is in that house. The city of Tabernacle is strong. So I didn't say nothing. 475 Boulevard in Atlanta. So I didn't say nothing. Please let my Jesse Jackson, Martin Luther King. I just said, okay. Okay. That's good with me. Let's just bring it on. I saw a pastor. I know. I had saw a pastor's relationship flyer on Facebook. And you look good. Whoever took that picture, they worked you. You worked. Him. Man, I passed the new gym. You don't see him. No, I heard. Okay, that was yeah. See, Charlotte, it was up. You look like this is what I need. Let me listen. And it looks. She do what you do to me. And it looks. And it looks good. That's what. Good. And it looks good. Off that purple in the back. It looks good. It did. It did good. He looked good. I'm like he looks swell. It's okay, look, we ain't gonna kiss our kissing butt. You know what I'm saying? You know, you gotta give it. Now, you know what? You look like Isaac Hayes on the picture. Oh, you look like Isaac Hayes. You look at flavor on that picture. What picture? Move. On the one we got. Oh, the one we got. No, 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 like Isaac Hayes. Oh, she's gonna. Who knows? This is when Isaac was looking. When Isaac had some swag in there, so it's too. 
I'm, that man has some swag. When? When he was making music that was like this. That's all he did was make music. And but baby. he, and but Hey, they just did Unsung. You watch Unsung on BET? Yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a, uh, Unsung on Isaac Hayes. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. I it was a great it show. Good. Unsung is really good anyway. Oh, yeah, good show. So anyway, for all of our listeners, straight, LGBTQ, we need you to tune in and listen to us. Even though the show is, is, is a platform is for the LGBT community, we want to do the show to make it a bridge between the LGBTQ community and our heterosexual counterparts. That's right. So don't think because you are heterosexual that this show is not for you. It is for you, and That's we need right. to hear you, we need to hear your voice, and we need to get your opinion because you may be the parent of a gay or lesbian child or a transgender, bisexual, queer child, and so this is the place you come to get your questions answered as well as to express yourself. So we want you to feel part of the family as well. So, uh, Sonny, you ready to kick this off? Everybody's I am. Trying let's to get in let's here. do this. Let's, um, let's, let's kind of give a little intro. Yeah. You know what? How about this? You, how long have you been friends with Pastor? Oh, Pastor and I have known each other for a long time. I'm, I'm going to let you share on, on Pastor Dennis. Wow. Later, so I'm going to give my little insight okay. after you, and then I'm going to give a little bit on Charlotte. Okay. Okay. Wait, I'm going to need you to stop spitting. I know. Right I know. I get excited. I'm trying to well, let, let me say this about... Foaming um, at the mouth. Let me tell you something about uh, Dennis Meredith. Um, first of all, he and I are so much alike. We've you know, cut out the same cloth. We're in the same age bracket. You know, we both ha- are, are fathers of adult children. Uh, we both are formerly married uh, individuals. Uh, we are both are hustlers. You don't let me introduce that or what? Please do. No, and, and, and Pastor, Pastor Meredith, to me, is a person that I feel comfortable sharing. We have shared so much, so much in his study, so much. Um, he keeps it real. I keep it real. And I think that if, if I was to pass, uh, I think that in, I think I would want uh, Dennis Meredith to um, oversee my, my funeral. Wow. I never wow. said that to I never said that to any pastor. Ever because I know that he would deliver a eulogy that he's not even my pastor, but he's a friend and I would I would be comfortable uh having knowing that he was going to do that. Wow. And I said that I've never said that to anybody. Because he keeps it real. And um yeah, we have talked about some things that between he and I, and, and I'm comfortable around him. And, and uh, I'm not a member of a church in Atlanta, but I think if I was to join a church, I think that Tabernacle would be one of the churches I would consider, only because that the pastor at that church is very approachable. Uh, he's not standoffish. Uh, all of his members have access to him. Uh, I even have a cell number. And again, I'm not even a member of his church. Um, he keeps it real. Um, he loves his church. He loves his community. Uh, he loves uh, being gay, proud father, pastor, and uh, he's a role model for a lot of young people. And he's also a role model for his own generation right. who are still struggling with their coming out process. Because I don't think that you have to be 20 to come out. You can be 70 and come out. And I think you definitely is a poster boy for anybody who can learn how to love themselves and forget the past. And, and I, was, I was on the radio uh, show recently, 
uh, or someplace, and I was, they would ask me about how did I deal with all the drama in my life, how did I deal with it. And I said to them that one of the, the things I always think about uh, is that Pastor Dennis Merger has always said that own your own mess. Do not let anybody else bring your mess up to you. If you beat them to it and say, yeah, I, yeah, I did it, I sure did I did it. I own it. I'll be. Now, if you want to know about you ain't got to ask nobody else. You ask me. Ask me. That way you take the power away from people who try to use your stuff against you. You know, and that's one thing I've learned from Pastor Meredith. If I haven't learned nothing else, that is always own your stuff and take the power away from your haters who will try to use that against you. So, again, the Pastor Meredith is a wonderful speaker, orator, author, Writer, uh, health fitness guru, a lover, a fashion icon. Uh, where else get up on that list about you, man? Uh, life coach. You know, life coach. You name it, he's gonna did it. If he had billboard, he's gonna do it again. So that's my introduction of our one of our special guests, Dennis Murdoch. That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. No, I never knew that. You know, I, I think the best thing is when somebody speaks something. It is, absolutely. And, and I think I'm going to follow up with this and uh, introduce uh, Ms. Charlotte Shaw. And I want to kind of give a reflection on uh, my experience. I've actually been a member of Tabernacle now for a year. For a whole year? A year. And, uh, a faithful member? A faithful member. A high paying member? Even when I ain't had no change, I'm going to touch the bucket. I'm going to tell you. Even when I ain't had no change, I touched the bucket. Okay. I'm going to let you slide across. I came back and touched it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So literally, um, one of the first people, uh, well, I'm going to say this. I actually went to Tabernacle, uh, ooh, 2006, 2007, when I first moved to Atlanta. And um, a very good friend of mine, CJ, who's a, a fellow member as well, um, invited me to the church. And uh, I came a couple times, and I guess at that time it wasn't time for me to, to stay. But uh, I came back last year, and one of the first first people that I remember uh, seeing and talking to was Charlotte. And, um, you know, a lot of us, you know, can uh, attest that it's always good when you have somebody that's well-groomed and, so, you know, they're attractive, but this spirit usually resonates even greater mm-hmm. than what you see on the exterior. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I noticed um, as I was observing in the church, and, and I, I came up for, I think there was a moment we came up for prayer, and that Sunday, I think the second Sunday I came, a mm-hmm. uh, pastor had um, shared with us five passages, seven, seven passages. Um, this was last year. And... Um, I, when I tell you that was the most powerful service I think I ever attended, we were in church till three, almost four what? o'clock. No. And when I tell you, Pastor, the anointing, the anointing wow. service, he yeah. touched every person that wow. stood in line like he was waiting on government cheese. Yeah, really? when I tell you, baby, we was down Boulevard. The line was still going down North Avenue. We were standing. Three o'clock? No, it was like the quarter to four. What? Yes. It was, I mean, after everybody walked out, they were slobbing and snobbing and shirts was wrinkling and wet. Charlotte was standing there like, come on, baby, yeah, keep on coming. So she was, wow. Pastor was touching. Somebody was wiping his head, and Charlotte was keep going along, baby. So literally, <laughs> wow. we're a church of love and acceptance. And, you yeah. know, um, 
You know, you don't get nothing else. They'll hug you to death up in that place. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know, so um, one of the things that, you know, I was just really impressed with, you know, Charlotte's spirit. And and then when it came to pass that they spoke about her as an author. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember she did a book signing, and I was actually the first person she autographed, stood in line and she autographed my book. And, you know, it's always a blessing to see somebody fulfill something that's a dream. And, you know, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. So um, Charlotte herself has released Loving the Wrong Person, Top Ten Red Flags, and the book is dynamic. I'm going to talk about it this evening. We will talk about it I've this been evening. trying to wait for my copy for at least. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got mine. I know. <laughs> You know, I brought my book out. He was like, "Ooh, let me see that." You know how people look at something, and you can tell they're trying to hold it close. I wasn't gonna say anything, but <laughs> put on blast in the public, right? But you know, but can I say a little bit about Charlotte? Charlotte's a beautiful. Not only is she beautiful uh, on the outside, it's about that 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 halo that's, right. that's on her head. That halo <laughs> on her head, and you know, when I first when I first met Charlotte. Um, I remember I met her at IHOP. Yeah. It was Charlotte and her partner. Oh, cool. uh, and we went to IHOP, and we sat there, and we ate, and we talked, and and we fellowshiped, and we made a we made a pledge that we would be at IHOP yeah. on a regular basis. <laughs> but IHOP was the of choice over food. That was too much. That big day omelet, baby. I'm over <laughs> But we haven't been back to IHOP since then, but that's okay. Um, I know that her spirit is good, and she's a quiet spirit, a very quiet but very effective spirit. In fact, uh, I was told that she's really the only one that Pastor Mary really listens to. So, So that says a lot about about her. So anyway, before we introduce, let them introduce themselves, uh, Sonny, once again, won't you give our listeners how to find us and how to tune in and how to call in? Man, after we talk, they might not want to find us. We're just talking all the the madness. But guys, we want to just introduce you to us on blogtalkradio.com slash night talk. And if you're on Facebook, go right to our Facebook page on uh, Night Talk Live Radio. You can actually listen in right through Facebook. So um, we also have a live chat, so you can actually post your questions on there. I see a few people that's got their fingers going up, uh, ready to ask questions and say things. So to all our listeners who are online with us live, um, you can actually hit the one button on your phone while you're listening once we open up the floor for questions. So that way I'll actually see that you want to talk, and we'll go ahead and put you live. So we don't want to give no more wait time on this. We want to allow Pastor Meredith and Charlotte to chime in with us. How y'all feeling this evening? Wow, really good, really good. That introduction, really. Yeah. While Jay was talking, I was looking around the room. Who is he talking about? Anyway, I do appreciate. I'm very humbled by your comments and accolades, and uh, certainly it's a it's a privilege and a pleasure to be here tonight uh, with uh, what is Blog Talk? Night Talk. Night Talk. Not your whole book. Nice. Anyway, I'm very happy to be here. I thank you all for the invite and the opportunity to come. And of course I'm here. You, you said Sonny is your sidekick, Charlotte's my sidekick. 
sidekick. We need to go to Africa and talk about this. It is it's funny because Charlotte and I have so much in common. You know? so I guess that's how we we just really connect up. But anyway, again, thank you for for the invitation to come, and uh, I guess we'll we'll go into some stuff and yeah. talk in a minute. I'll let Charlotte go ahead and and say her piece. Well, I guess after that introduction, there's not much for me to say. Thank you, Sonny. That's, I appreciate uh, your kind words, you and JL. And uh, JL, we got to get back to IHOP. I know you've lost all this weight. But, you know, we got to get back to IHOP to catch up. But I just appreciate uh, being here, and I'm very honored as well, uh, just like Pastor, my leader, uh, my friend, and um, my confidant, somebody that I can talk with and learn from and continue to try to be progressive and spiritual. So I thank him as well because he is um, a very good person to me, and I am learning so much from him to grow spiritually. And, JL, I just appreciate you allowing me to be here as an author because you are a best-selling author. So, you know, just talking with you the first time was very informative, and, you know, that's what I do. I'm not a relationship expert at all. I'm not a person who claim to be a relationship expert. I just listen well to people, and I'm able to write it down and, and, and share it with the rest of the world that other people are thinking and saying. So that's what I do. That's what my expertise is in. But I appreciate being here. What I'd like to hear from uh, both of our guests is to, uh, before we go into a, a deep conversation, is just, I would like to know, and for our listeners would like to know as well, about are you in a relationship, and can you tell us a little bit about your relationships? Oh, yeah. I, I am happily in a uh, relationship, uh, seven-year, seven-year relationship with my partner uh, back in 2005, actually. And uh, we've been together now going on seven years. He's younger than I am, but we have, um, um, you know, it's, it took a while to kind of get us to where we are settled in and, and you know, things are going very well for us now. Um, but it, I think it kind of takes that, you know, nothing just didn't just gel together, although we had um, deep, you know, kind of intimate feelings towards, you know, towards each other, but working through that over the years was difficult at times. But, uh, you know, we've gotten to a level plane now, and like I said, we have our own, we have a home in South Atlanta, and I can, I can honestly say that that we're very happy together. I'm happy. I know I'm happy. I can speak for me. Of course, he voiced it the other day in, in our relationship class that he, too, was happy. And we get along. And so it's a really good, really, really good relationship, I, I think. You know. mm-hmm. What about you, Ms. Charlotte? Well, J.L., I have to catch you up. I was um, actually, Kim and I, uh, my beloved and I, decided to end our relationship oh, just really? recently. Oh, we were in a four-and-a-half-year relationship, and she decided that uh, she wanted to end it. So um, I wish her well. Uh, there's love between us. It's good. Um, but just sometimes we have to make decisions uh, what's best for ourselves. So I have to respect that. And that's part of my book, actually, is, you know, look into what you can and cannot deal with. And I think um, we have made some decisions together that were just some things we need to part. And that's been our decision. But the relationship was good. Uh, I don't regret it. I appreciate the years we had. I still love her very, very much. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I have to respect where we are 
and uh, that's kind of where we are right now. I want to say that I, uh, I knew your 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 ex, uh, beautiful spirit, and you know everything happens for a reason. Yes, right. And uh, maybe that ended for you to do bigger, better things with bigger, better people. You know, and so every change in life brings other results. Absolutely. You know, but I, I want to ask Pastor again that I know you was married. Yeah. To, yeah. A, a, to a, a yeah. woman, a mother of your children, your baby mama. Yeah. Uh, since you have been in a seven-year relationship with your male partner, what is the big difference between the two? Uh, he's a man. Wow. <laughs> 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 it's, it's it's two men living together. It's not a woman and a man living together. It's two men living together. But I don't. I in in all honesty, I don't see that there is a difference um, when it comes to the ability to communicate, respect, uh, understand, all, all of that. I mean, it's two, two people trying to know and understand each other, honor, commitment, and all. I don't think there's any different in a heterosexual relationship. I think the same application is there. Some of the things may be different because physically we're different. You know, physically, he's a man, as opposed right. to her being a woman. But being able to just uh, create a space for the two of you where you, where you um, live with mutual respect towards each other uh, is no different. Uh, and so, you know, there, there are things that are unique because we're men, but when it comes to the just basic dynamics of getting along with another human being mm -hmm. inside of a space, it is the same thing. Same thing. Do you think that we hear all the time, I'm going to let uh, Sonny uh, ask our uh, sister Shaw the same question that pertains to lesbian relationships, because I don't really have that much experience with those, uh, but do you think when two men, two gay men, come together and develop a real relationship, which is very rare, mm -hmm. In the gay community, the male side, male side. very, very rare. The male side. What is it? And every time a bunch of brothers get together, relationships always come up. It's wow. always a hot topic. Why we can't find nobody? Why I don't have nobody? I'm successful in this and that, and the other. What is the key? The one thing that you think is the key to a healthy, long-term monogamous—that's a key word. Right, monogamous relationship. Uh, I think you have to mature to the place where you understand that this person, barring you know your your how can I say your male um, desires to have various connections, okay. I think you have to come to the place where this person is it for me. You have to make up your mind that this is it for me. I don't want anyone else. I don't want to be out there. I don't, I don't want to go through the same old kind of um, meeting somebody and that doesn't work and meeting somebody else and that works or meeting somebody simply for sexual relationships. For me, I think, and I think this is something that, that, that men have to, have to come to, is a, a greater sense of self-value and self-love. Because I think when you rise to the place of self-love and self-value, then you tend to develop a value for relationship that's different when you don't have self-value. Okay. 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 Well, because, because I value myself and I, I have uh, 
better self-esteem, then it makes me appreciate being in context, in a context with somebody else that has the same kind of self-value. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, my partner helped me to come to a better sense of self-value because I had been, you know, like I said, I'll tell, tell your own story. I had been a very promiscuous person even in my marriage. And, I, I, and when I did a study on promiscuous behavior, it comes from a place of low self-esteem. And so he really challenged me to, to, to really look inside myself and come to the place where you really love yourself and, and detach yourself from those issues of my past, my, the way I was brought up and all those other things that, have, that impact you in a way where you don't have that sense of I am, I am valuable enough that I don't have to attach myself to every man, every woman, or every individual I see, and I can learn to love one person. And so at that point, and I have to say now, I am, now that I am in a relationship with one person, I am happier than I have ever been in my life. And see, men think that they're happier when they have multiple partners for sex. That's so true. Heterosexual and homosexual men think that they're happy, but the happiest that you will be is when you're with someone that you share your life with equally, and that person uh, that person does, I don't say they complete you, but you live your life completed. Wow. You don't get somebody to complete you. You become completed within yourself. And when you get to that place, you don't have to have a whole lot of people to satisfy you. How did you know he was your soul mate? I, 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 you know, I, 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 I must say that the feelings I had for him today after seven years are the same feelings I had for him when I first met him. I don't know if I could say it was love at first sight because I don't know. I'm not the person to to say that. You know, there are people who say love, but I don't. I don't I've never had love at first sight. I've had strong feelings for somebody. I've had, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the aesthetics and the anatomy and all those other things of the person. Uh, but then when I, you know, when we, the more we talk, the more we open up to each other that makes me more loving and more connecting. And so uh, I think over time, and, and the, the fact that we've been through a lot, that has kind of, you know, because one of the other things that happened to us was because I was a pastor, because I was married, uh, I felt like I, I isolated myself. And I felt like I had to isolate myself living with these crazy fears, which is probably what some of the stuff that's going to come out in my book, book The Fearless Truth. Uh, living with these fears, I felt like I had to isolate myself because I felt like if I came out as a gay man, if I came out that I was in a relationship with a guy, I would lose my church. You know, I would just suffer so much loss until I'd eventually be homeless and wouldn't have nothing. Uh, and so the isolation forced me to just be with him. And so it was in that I didn't have, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have family, I didn't have church. Mm-hmm. My friends completely disconnected with me because they said I was crazy for, mm-hmm. for you know, because they were mm-hmm. out there doing whatever they wanted to do. And these are pastors mm-hmm. who were still being promiscuous while they were married. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to live like that anymore. And so it forced me to just connect with him. He was like my only person that understood what I was going through. And so that connection just really bonded us together. And so we just kind of grew 
together as a result of adversity. Sometimes adversity has a way of, of bringing people together. Right. When you when you both are struggling, That's right. and she, he didn't want the isolation. He preferred, but he respected who I was mm-hmm. and supported me uh, uh, through that. And so um, I think, you know, everybody's dynamics can be different. Is, he, is this the last relationship for you? I hope so. I pray to God. I'm, I'm 24 years older than he is. And so at any point that he comes to me, and I, we talked about this the other day, if he comes to me and says, well, you know, you know, I kind of want to make some changes in my life, for whatever reason, I, I will respect that. Mm-hmm. I will understand that. You know, because we were talking, I've done, I've been all over the world, I've preached all over the world, I've done a whole lot in right, my life. Right, right, and, you know, if he comes to a place and says, it's time for me to do some things, experience life. I said, if you don't want to experience it with me, you know, that's fine. But if he says that's what he wants to do, I would respect that. I wouldn't want to deprive him of having the freedom to explore whatever he wants to explore. But for me, I hope, you know, my hope and prayer is this is it for me. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to go through no more breakups. I don't want to go through, you know, I don't want to meet nobody else anymore. I don't want to learn anybody else. I'm 59 years old. This one, this one, I want to work. This is it. This is it. This is it. Charlie, you want to take Charlie down the same path? Yes, I'm actually uh, looking, and as we're talking, um, I just want you guys to know that um, you're able to communicate with us online. And I have a few people that are actually already posting questions. So oh, when we're wow. talking, I'm listening to everybody, and I'm seeing them. I'll tell you, man, JL, we have me doing the most over here, man. So we got some people on the phone that you know that's, that's listening online with us, and um, it's probably going to be able to to want to ask you guys some wow. questions directly. But um, Charlotte, like I said, she's written a book, "Loving the Wrong Person: The Top Ten Red Flags." A lot of what we're talking about, she addresses so much. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to ask Charlotte, um, and this is in reference to her book, which you guys definitely need to get, um, and I'll, Charlotte will tell you how and where you can get that book itself and how much it is, or you can go online and see all that good stuff. But exactly. I'm going to reference her book and some of these questions, which is going to even make you want to have the book even more. <laughs> but uh, literally in, um, in Chapter 2, she uh, mentions the area where um, – she had talked about being alone and loneliness. And what I wanted to uh, uh, just have her touch on is, you know, what's the difference between being alone and then uh, loneliness? And, you know, how could someone embrace being alone without being lonely? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. And actually, then there is a difference. And uh, I have to remind myself now during my own breakup that there's a difference, right? Right. So alone, you can be alone and not be lonely. Alone, you can be happy alone. There are a lot of things you can do alone. You can stand alone and be happy being alone. You don't have to have anybody else in your life. Uh, But you still do the things that you need to do to grow, to prosper, and to be the best person you can be. And being alone is a state of being okay. A state of loneliness is fear. It's about uh, needing somebody around and having a fear that you're going to be alone. So the difference is, uh, if you want to stand alone, you don't mind being alone. But if you're in a lonely state, then that's a depressive place to be. And so we have to remember that loneliness is a depression. It's a depressive state. And we have to move from that state and, and, and grow to learn to stand alone. So that's the difference. And we have to embrace both. 
You know, you embrace both. And by embracing loneliness, that gets you off the couch and says, okay, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to get up. I'm going to live my life. And I want you to get angry about being alone. But have you had any of those lonely nights as you transition to this place where you literally hug the pillow and cry yourself to sleep? How do you get through that period of the loneliness? Who embraces it? You embrace it. It's easier you to say it. it's done, though. Yeah, but I tell you what, you, know, you get to a place, you're going to feel it anyway. So you might as well embrace it in a healthy way and just say, it's all, you know that song that used to come, I don't I forgot who sings it, says, Good morning, heartache. Yeah. You get oh, up in the morning, you just say, Yeah. 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 You say good morning, heartache. And you embrace that thing and you live in truth and recognize that you're hurt. And you deal and you deal with the hurt in the moment, in that place, in that present moment, and say, "This is where I am. This is a true feeling." And you move on from that feeling by recognizing that it's a true feeling. You embrace that. But a lot of times, when you lose a love in your life, or you get very depressed, because I can say I've been there. Been there yeah. A lot of times, we turn to at-risk behavior. Mm-hmm. A lot of sex, a lot of sex parties, mm-hmm. looking for love. Just somebody in my bed. I'm tired of being by myself. Drugs, alcohol. Overspending, overeating, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of destructive behavior. behavior because we don't want to go home by ourselves. It's good to say that in public and I'm okay and, you know, when you get in the house by yourself and love don't live there no more, yeah. what do you do? Well, you know, what, you know, you know what, what you're talking about, JL, is short term gratification. All that's going to do is. Uh, create more of a problem in the future for somebody else, the next person you get with. Mm-hmm. Because you're not dealing with the issues and the hurt and your problems right there in the moment. And before you move on to the next person, the best thing for, in my case, and I love my ex very much. I think everybody at this table know how much I love my yeah. ex. And I'm willing to say that on the air uh, because I did. So it is very difficult for me. But at the same time, I am embracing this feeling so that I can think about what happened in the relationship, I can think about the things that I can do better, and I can move on. Now, for me, I'm at the age, like faster, I'm not trying to go from relationship to relationship. At this point, I am looking within myself to see what I could have done better or to see where I need to grow. So right now, it's a growth period for me. Actually, my second my second ebook is coming out, Looking for the Meaning of Life. I'm working on that right now because of this breakup. I'm looking wow. within myself to look for my Who am I? When do I need to You know, we in, in the African American community, we are afraid to see therapy, see therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I remember right. when I was, when I was in my divorce, I had to go to see a, a, a therapist because I was losing my, my, my mind mm-hmm. because I had lost a family right. and I was suicidal mm-hmm. and it was I wanted to kill myself. And I did not want to go see counsel. I didn't want to look for anybody to get into my mix. Mm-hmm. Have you sought counseling yet for your Well, a therapist helped me write my book. I mean, Dr. Ash, who is a well-known therapist in the area, actually a well-known therapist nationally, uh, helped me write this book because I had been going to her for the last five years. Just uh, I, I embrace therapy. I love therapy. It gives me the opportunity to to speak about my feelings in confidence, knowing that I have somebody who is going to help me get through this period. Let but me, she actually helped me write this book. Let me, um, in, in, the, in the black community, again, 
sometimes we go to our pastor, and we think a lot of pastors got GEDs, <laughs> a lot of them in high school, a lot of them went to some theological Bellian University, and, but because we worship the pastor, that we go to the pastor for our counseling. The pastor is not equipped sometimes to deal with those types of things. That's right. So, do you think that, or would you tell somebody who's going through depression and suicidal tendencies that don't go to your pastor but go to see a PhD? Absolutely. Absolutely. And pastor, you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. There are times when I've had people uh, come to me in my home, and I'll tell them, I said, this is not something I can even begin to handle. You really need to see a therapist, someone who has the skills and the expertise to help you navigate through this trauma, whatever's going through your life. You know, I, I don't consider myself, um, I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor, I'm, I'm a, you know, I tend to be a life coach and other things, but, and, and a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't know all of the dynamics uh, of the human, I don't have enough experience behind me uh, to know all of the dynamics that I can offer someone when they're going through certain things in life. You know, I, the best thing I can do is use my own experiences. If I find that, that my experiences identify with another person's um, issue that they're dealing with, then I'll share that. But if they need somebody to help them really navigate through something, I would certainly recommend I'll say a prayer and say, here's the number to call. I think a lot of, some of us are afraid of being by ourselves, or I am. I'm afraid of dying by myself. I'm afraid I'm going to be a, an older man by myself. Because when you're younger and you're having your life and you're running around having boy after boy after boy, and then you get to our age when you have to slow down because life. Yeah, and because of age and body, and you just can move around as fast. Is then sometimes we want to go back to the family, but it's been a long time we were separated from the family. Now we want to go back because we get into a place in our yeah. life where we know that's all we have to go back to. Because all those, all those boys, all, all but they don't want them. to go more. They own something and else. And they're not going. To, they're not going to be a caretaker. No, a caretaker. No, they're not going to be a caretaker. The relationship was never based upon caretaking. No. It was based upon. Self-gratification. And self-gratification and momentary self-gratification, and so you know that's why I think it's that's why I think it's so important. You know, like you said, that men and not just older men, but younger men. What do I want my future to look like? Now, I said this in church. It is you need to have a vision of your future, right? And right, right. to have that vision of your future, right. you need to start working on how that vision is going to actualize, and you don't you don't. Visualize, start visualizing your future at 59. I'm not saying it's too late, right, right. but you need to start seeing what you want to do with your life early on so that you can have a future. Mm-hmm. So you're not somewhere laying up, uh, uh, you know, at night crying, I'm out, I wish I had somebody. But you've got to come out of these men, gay men, straight men, have got to come out of these dark places in their souls where they think that having sex is the most fulfilling and rewarding aspect of life because it is not. Amen. I, I and I'm guilty of that. Do you think, Charlotte, let me ask you this. Do women the, do lesbian women love harder their partners than you think gay men do? I don't know. I, I think people in the gay community simply love harder anyway. 
I think, you know, and I've been, and I hear this from straight people and I hear from gay people that women do love harder because, you know, we've, we've, we've been, we've been taught to be emotional beings. See, I don't right. think women, it's not about sex for us as much as it is about our emotion, about emotion. I think for women it's more emotional. And that's why some of our relationships get so fiery. You know, they, we got you got two women together. We got all these emotions together. Got all these, issues, got all these hormones together. Right. And so I think for us, it's a matter of communication. We don't communicate well. You know, we get angry at one another. Then one walks out the room, or one walks out the relationship, and we don't really communicate what the issues were. And if we do communicate, we're doing it in an emotional way, mm-hmm. in a highly volatile way sometimes. Even. So I think for us, it's about insecurity. It's about jealousy. It's about anger. It's about all those things. That make up emotional feeling. Let me ask you this: I'm dealing with a, a couple of guys in my in my church right now who are doing the same thing left Wow. Emotionally attached, and they're not listening to each other because mm-hmm. you know we can say it's a testosterone. I think we lack the skills to be able to communicate. We lack it because we don't get therapy. We don't read a book. We don't pick up literature that speaks to how to have healthy relationships. All we do is go by what mom and them said or how, and in, the, and in the same gender loving community, since they're not a whole, our role models, are in, they're in the closet, and they're here to come out. They're not a whole lot of uh, same sex role models, especially African American role models, Absolutely. that are visible, mm-hmm. that speak to these issues, and so we're still struggling trying to figure it out. Exactly. And Pastor, do you think too also with men, most men are brought up to not considered to be soft emotionally so they don't be as, you know, as free to uh, transfer their feelings or emotional, you know, stance for certain things. Do you feel like that has a big play I, I, in that? I think that this whole issue of there's a difference between men and women emotionally, I think that's a myth. Okay. Because I think that, that same, especially same-gender loving men, and mm-hmm. since I've been out and in the community and having the opportunity to really talk and understand people. I see that our emotions in relationships are just the same. It's equal. I mean, it's very passionate. It's very deep. Uh, it's very real. And even though we tend to, uh, you know, I think, I think the, the reason why any person, be it lesbian, gay man, heterosexual, whatever, uh, hide their emotions is because we were not taught how to share emotions. That's true. But do you think a lot of this, which is, I think, I'm going to say that in my book, the number one flag, and I surveyed hundreds of people for this book, straight, gay, men, women, black, white, green, yellow, and the number one flag was communication. Communication. And which was odd, which was very odd because how are you going to communicate and you got all these other issues on top? Right. So it's interesting for me to see the number one flag being communication when you had the other flags like jealousy, like anger, you know, like, uh, and there's just so many issues on top of trying to communicate, but you can't communicate, you got all these issues. You got to get to the root of the problem before you can communicate. Now, let me say this too, Charlotte. I noticed too in your book, I think it was chapter five, mm-hmm. um, one of your chapters was talking about identifying the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, um, a series of what I would consider like things that you would look as far as characteristics, mm-hmm. um, compatibility, lifestyle factors, mm-hmm. chemistry, uh, timing, uh, dealing with rebounds. Right. Um, so what does that mean 
to someone that is trying to, like, say if somebody got your book and they were either in the midst of coming out of a relationship or within one, and then they start evaluating these things about maybe the person they're interested in or the person that they're with, you know, what do you suggest that they do to better uh, communicate the differences that they have in regards to some of the things that you've mentioned? Mm-hmm. In your my book is really just about bringing up the flags and you making a choice what you want to deal with. You got all these flags. You uh, can identify in the wrong person all these characteristics. Somebody doesn't have passion, or somebody's not compassion, or uh, you know you got to make sure or somebody doesn't have time for you. These are the things that don't go away when you get to with somebody further in a relationship. Usually, and what I've seen in the surveys and in my own life, I've seen what happens in the beginning of the relationship. It's probably the same problem that's going to happen in a relationship. Okay. So the flag actually becomes the problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and what I'm yeah. finding, if you see the flag in somebody else, then look at yourself as well because there's something in you that's attracting that flag. Oh, say it one more time. I was saying, if you see the flag in someone else, usually there's something in you that's attracting that flag. And on that note, we're going to take a short commercial break. And when we come back, I want to, I want to, I want to, before we take our callers, I, I want to propose, I want to lay on to the table. Do you think if we all were 30 years younger, would we be still having this, this conversation like this? Would it be as important to us that we communicate, that we are monogamous, that we stay with one person if we were 30 years younger? Are we having this conversation right now because we're older? Hold on to your thoughts. We're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to hear from Sunny. She's going to give you some information on how to call in, email us, and learn more about Night Talk. It's your host, JL, and his co-host, Sunny. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in with Night Talk Live with JL and Sunny. This, this, this talk show is, is, is dynamic, and we want you to know that our whole principle here is to provide the LGBT community with a voice. So when we come back into this session, I got a lot of people online. I have some people that's listening. They've been holding. They've been faithful. Um, so what I want to suggest to my people that are holding now and listening live, to hit the number one button on your phone that will indicate and let me know that you would like to speak to our, our, our actual guest. And uh, if you have a question, I have some chat uh, statements that have been made, and I'm, I'm encouraging these people. I'm going to let them actually speak their, uh, their questions. So um, make sure you reach us on blogtalkradio.com slash nighttalk. You can find us on Twitter at nighttalkatl. Make sure you follow us. And on Facebook, Night Talk Live Radio with JL and Sonny. Yo. So, uh, JL, this, this is great. This is great. Oh, my God. Look at this. The board is lighting up. So <laughs> just sit tight. We're going to get back. <laughs> I, think, I think because we're going, we already have hit our first hour already. Mm-hmm. So I think that we should go ahead and allow some of our okay, callers. And then we're going to come back to my um, question. Before yeah, we, that'd probably be a good cap yeah. to, to, to take it off. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, see who this is here. Caller, uh, say your name there. Um, you there, caller? Hello. Hi. Welcome to Night Talk Live. Good evening, thanks. Good evening. Good morning. <laughs> Just wanted to address the issue of um, if you have a relationship where if you're in a relationship 
and you have a partner that are is ten years or more older than you that does not believe in religion or Christ, how do you address that issue? If they're saying if they're not the partner or the person you went is not a Christian or not in Christ, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. They're not a believer. And you are, but they're not a believer. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. One of the first things I think uh, that you have to do is always make it safe for a person to be who they are. Never make it hard for a person uh, to be, to alter who they are because if it's not safe, it's going to be more problematic for you and the relationship. And it's okay. It's really, take it from I'm a pastor, it's okay to be with somebody who's not a Christian as long as they got good sense. Right. And as long as they are respectful of you and as long as you are respectful of them, I have seen a whole lot of Christian people who are believers who are who have who don't have good sense, who don't make uh just rational applications to how they live and how they govern their lives. And so I think one of the first things we have to do is just respect the humanity in another human being and live with a certain amount of respect that this is a human being, first of all. And we want to deny, you know, that we are human and just go right to this, 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 this objective of, of thinking that we're supernatural beings or that we're Christians. No, you're a human being. And so when we create just simple respect for that, I think that you lay the groundwork or having or growing into a healthy foundation. And I think if you make it safe and, and, and live in front of that person in a way for them to understand that being a Christian is a wonderful and beautiful thing, I think eventually they will come along to want to be who you are, to be what you are, but it has to be safe for them to be that. And the only way they can be safe is that you live in front of them to let them see that it's safe to be with me. Okay, great. We're going to take another caller. Um, we're going to bring another person on live. Thank you, caller, for your question. Yes, thank you. Uh, we have another caller Night Talk Live. You're live to your question. Hey there, you're live. Are you there? Hello. Hi. Welcome to Night Talk Live. You got a question for one of our guests? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, go ahead. You got the floor, honey. What's your question? How do you re-adjust yourself in a relationship to make it work? If you know it's workable, how do you change you? Or how do you start to change you? Because you can't change the other person. And like with me, I see my faults, but I'm having a hard time changing. To adjust and I think that's a really. I think I think you had. I think you had the starting point for starting point for changing, because what you're recognizing is that is that there are some areas of your life that you need to to work on to improve, uh, and so the change begins with you. I think that's a wonderful thing to even acknowledge, because most people don't even think about. I need to make some changes in my life. They always think it's the other person. One of my favorite writers is Deepak Chopra, and Deepak Chopra says we are transformed from what we read. In other words, we have to in, you have to invite 
into your mind, into your heart, into your space, literature, uh, conversation uh, from experts and people who can give you information that will help you change. Because if you are relying upon yourself to make the change and you're not as open to some new information, then you'll always remain the same. The old saying is, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. And so you've got to open up to say, okay, here's some literature. Uh, if you're same gender loving, one of the one, a really good person to read about is Betty Burns's book uh, called Permanent Partners. Wonderful book on how same sex people can live healthy. And then there's uh, there, there, you know the, the library is just full of heterosexual literature that you can read. But you're yes. transformed, which means change. You are changed by what you read. And um, I, I think what I'm learning is uh, change does not necessarily mean growth. You can change no. and not still grow. So think of change as growth because growth does mean change, right? So mm -hmm. if you grow, you're changing. So what's helping me is the fact that I am looking at growing. I am open to the universe to grow within it and to learn and to look around to see the things that I've always wanted to do, my dreams. So, you know, take a little small piece of the pie each day. You know, take a slice. Don't look at the whole pie. Look at the slice. Start, start changing things for growth. And how, what areas do you want to grow in? Do you want to grow in your emotional self? Do you want to grow in your finances? Do you want to grow with another person? Because you're not going to change another person. But I guarantee you, as you grow and evolve, either that person will look at your evolution and grow with you, or they will evolve right out of your life. One of the two. Did, uh, did uh, they answer your questions, I guess? Yes, y'all did. Yes, you do. Glad, glad you had the courage to call in and ask that question. Oh, I love, love you. What you say? I'm sorry. Hold on, call you there. Go ahead, honey. Say that one more time. I said I love you guys. I follow y'all on Facebook. I couldn't wait till tonight. Oh, thank Glad you. That's so wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Make sure you tell all your friends on Facebook to listen to us and. Uh, Tune in uh, every Monday and Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m., okay? And they can always, even though if you had some friends that did not hear this live, they can always go to our Night Talk page on Blog Talk Radio and hear the archive of this show. So um, for all of those who are, are getting encouraged and getting some good vitamin for your spirit tonight, uh, share with your friends because it's so important. People don't realize the first relationship I'm about to swallow this uh, call. <laughs> I'm about to swallow this call drop. Y'all have to do CPR on the air. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the mouth of teeth. I'm about to swallow this thing. But for those who uh, that may not have had an opportunity to, t to listen to this live, uh, please tell them to go to blogtalkradio.com slash night talk. Uh, we had another call. I want to allow them to speak. Carly, you're on air live with night talk. What's your question? Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey, how are you? Welcome. How you doing? I'm great. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Sunny. Hi, JL. Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, um, I was listening to some of the earlier comments, and uh, I guess I wanted to say that a lot of the topics was about um, gay men relationships, but I have some questions about 
gay women relationships. A lot of times I find out that women don't feel that they can stay in long-lasting relationships um, and they have the same errors or flaws that gay men apparently have when it comes to being in a committed relationship. So what's your uh, question? I'm sorry. I'm, you guys are breaking up. I said, what's your question? Is it possible that um, – I think I lost him. We already got the question together. Do you, you want to try to have us come back to you? I, I can hear him, but I don't – Okay, Carla, can you hear us? Can we hear, hear you. We hear you. If all my calls, if you're using your phone, make sure you hit a you hit the one key because we got you live. If you're around some aluminum foil, wrap it around your phone, see if you can get a better seat. Right. Are you there? Hello, caller, are you there? Okay, let's come back to her, Sonny. Okay. Look, so caller, if you're listening to us, we definitely want to answer your questions, so please call back in, okay? All right, Carla, you're live. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Hello. We hear you. Go ahead. What's your question? Is this JL? Yes, it is. How you doing, Brother Sandy? Oh. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was me or not. I want to say good evening to everybody. JL, my friend and mentor, Sonny, my sister, my pastor. Hey, Pastor Meredith. Hey, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> and hello. Hey, my- and hello, Sister Shaw. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, honey, we love you. What's your question? Love you, too. Hey, Sister Shaw, actually, I don't have a question. I'm calling out of gratitude. As I said, um, JL, my my friend and my mentor, and Pastor Meredith, I want to tell you, because of you, I'm still alive to this day. I remember when I was going through at the church and how I would come to church and listen to you and listen to your word. And listen to you give the word and your honesty and the things I was going through that the congregation didn't know about, but you knew I was homeless and had been searching for a job, and you always prayed for me. I would come to Bible study on Wednesdays when I was living in the homeless shelter. I would walk up to the – and you just encouraged me all the time. And wow. I want to say thank you for that, Pastor Meredith. I love you. And to Sister Shaw – Sister Shaw, you're the reason that I'm writing this book. I remember one Sunday morning when you got up and you were giving praise and honor and you were talking to the congregation and you were saying different things about what what was inside of us. And you said, some of us, and I'll never forget it, you say, some of us are sitting on books. And it had already been in my mind to write a book. Do you remember that Sunday? I sure do. I remember that Sunday. I sure do. Yes, yes I do. Yes, ma'am. And congratulations. And it was be- I'm glad you're writing. Yes, and it was because of you that I started to write. And it was because Thank of you. J.L. who still encourages me, Sandy, where's the book? Sandy, keep writing. Sandy, keep writing. And I remember wow. writing, and I asked God, I said, did I have to go through all of this? And, Pastor, you know about some of the stuff that I've been through. I said, did I have to go through all of this to write this book? He said, it wouldn't have been a bestseller. Keep writing. I got you. That's right. That's right. So my call tonight is, huh? Good for you. We listen, babe. I just called to tell you guys, and Sonny, you know I love you. 
JL, like I said, my friend and my mentor, my pastor, I love you dearly. I've been a member at the church since 06. And every time, and it made me feel so good when you noticed I hadn't been in the congregation. And that's one Sunday, and you called me out. And that just made me feel so good that my pastor knows my name and knows who I am and misses me when I'm not there. So, you know, yeah. I just call to say thank you and tell everyone in this room that I love you guys and keep you. being encouraged. I will keep praying for you guys, and y'all keep me in prayer as well. And I don't want to take up any more time because some people have some questions. I just call to say thank you and that I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. We'll talk soon, my man. Okay. Y'all take care now. All right. All right. Bye. All right. We're so grateful. We thank Sandy and all our callers for calling in. Um, and we have some people that are posing questions that I want to just share with you. Feel free to call in, and uh, we'll let you talk live, as you can see. We've had people talking to us all evening and address, addressing their thoughts. And I want to see if my caller that, that tried to talk to us before, um, she's actually still here with us, and I wanted to see, uh, caller, are you there? Hey there. Can you hear us? Okay, she's in the kitchen washing dishes, so we're going to let her get back to that. So, uh, <laughs> Jay, I just want to tell you that um, I'm really happy that they came out here tonight yes, with us. Yes, our very first guest. Yes, this is our first live guest. Our first live guest, and I just think that this, and I want to share this pastor, um, he's on Facebook, on the Facebook on Dennis, as uh, Pastor Dennis Meredith. He's got a very powerful uh Special relationship class that it will be going on this Wednesday as well as next Wednesday. It's open to the public. It's open to the public, and it's important. Um, you know, like things like this, man. People have so many questions and so many dynamics. And if you're a person, a breathing person, this is for you. Um, the church is at 475 Boulevard yes. in Atlanta, Georgia, 30308. Yes. Is our zip code, um, and that is Wednesday night at seven. It's on yes. Facebook. It's on Facebook. Um, so make sure you guys. You know, uh, take the time to come out there this Wednesday as well as next Wednesday. And this is one that I hear that they have food after the discussion. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, we'll, no do, we'll do potluck in a heartbeat. We're just scared of potluck now. Uh, potluck? Yeah, no, it's not potluck, but uh, Stacy is supposed to be bringing uh, enough food to feed everyone. So everybody. Tony Thomas don't cook no more to bring banana puddings and all that type of stuff no more? Hey, no, he doesn't cook. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, please call us. A lot of people are Facebooking me and tweet me and text me, asking me where to call in. It's on my Facebook page, all the information Sonny has given to you. Sonny, give it to him one more time, those late, those late folks. Okay, man, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at twitter.com uh, slash nighttalkatl as well as our blogtalkradio.com slash nighttalk, which will take you directly onto our channel and, and you'll be able to chat with us um, live as well as talk to us if you dial in at 646-200-379. I do have a few people also on Facebook that's, that's sending messages and stuff back and forth. I love it. Um, and we just want to encourage you, if you have something that you want to um, topic, if you have some topics or things of of uh, concern, you can email us at nighttalklive at gmail.com. 
And um, I really want to say this too. Next Thursday, excuse me, each and every Monday and Thursday at eight o'clock from eight to ten, we're on air. Mm-hmm. And um, Thursday night, we're going to actually talk about a very sensitive topic um, that I'll actually partake into something that's going on on Thursday in the, in the city of Atlanta, but sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Big issue. Um, there's a rally here in Atlanta. So um, I will be posting that information on our page as well as on our Facebook page, Night Talk Live Radio. It's sensitive. It's just crazy. You know, just, I think last week um, the, uh, there was a police officer that made a routine stop. Mm-hmm. When he stopped and pulled the man over, there was a young lady in the car. She was like 17 years old. This, this poor baby had been uh, sold back and forth for the last three or four years over four or five states. Really? A black girl? Yeah. Really? Oh, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the uh, wow. racial But since she was 12 years, wow. 12 years old, she's been traveling through four states being, you know, sold. So, you know, I know that, um, you know, some of our celebrities, like Jada Pickett-Smith, she's a big advocate in regards to... Nene Leakson. Ashley Kutcher. Nene. Yeah, she is too, yeah. You know, so, you know, and, you know, Night Talk Live, we're going to have this topic on Thursday. I'm going to give you some insight of what I experienced on Thursday, and and we're going to talk about, you know, how we need to protect our children. Because a lot of times you you don't realize when you're in a grocery store or Walmart and you see these missing, you know, a lot of times people think maybe these children are running away. and You never think about the fact that somebody could have just lured them and taken these kids and now had them on the black market doing this kind of stuff. So we have to be, you know, from boys and girls. It's, it's not a, it, you know, it's not a limitation and it's something that's real. And uh, I think that, you know, this is the reason why we're here, because we're going to talk about real stuff, real issues, and uh, we can't ignore these things. We can't expect our community to be safe if we're not talking about things. We're going to to push the envelope. That's our our bottom line. We're going to push it. We're going to make people uncomfortable. I think when you make people uncomfortable, you react. Mm -hmm. So we're going to bring some some topics and some some folk to the table as well, and we're going to just uh, keep you informed and keep you educated. So I'm going to go back to my question again to our, our, our guests. And I want to ask it again, but I want to ask it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the LGBT and Q community, it is very youth-driven. It only, you never see, a very rare do you see baby boomers really at the table. We don't go to clubs no more. We don't hang out at Pride. We don't really, we're not on the A-list of social circles. We go to bed early. <laughs> I know I do. No, no, I know I do. I'm never speak for me. I go to bed early. Um, I ain't trying to go to no sex clubs. I ain't trying to go out at midnight. At midnight, I've been to bed for three hours. I ain't trying to wear no more tight shirts or tight pants. I just want to just just be with my dog and be home. So do you think that we all, and I asked this before, but 30 years now, we're now 20, and you just broke up with your relationship. Uh-huh. Pastor, you are now in a seven-year relationship. Do you think that if we were younger, would we be having the same conversation about communication and loving yourself and getting over loneliness? Or we say, okay, no problem, I'll just give me another boo, like they do. So what do you do to change the conversation to our 20-year-old something that we're having now in our 40s and 50s? How do you do that? How do you get young people to realize that you have to love yourself more? It's okay to be by yourself. You don't have to be promiscuous. You don't have to be a hoe. You don't have to be a whore. 
that, you know, if she's happier without me, then I have to be happy for her. I can't hold any bitterness in my heart. That's right. Let me, let me say this to Charlotte right after this note because we've had some people uh, inboxing us. Uh, somebody wants to know, where can we get your book? Uh, you can get my book online at authorcshaw.com. That's authorcshaw.com, and you can always go to my Facebook, but, of course, it's going to take you right back to authorcshaw.com. And the book is twelve ninety five, and actually it's, it's in reprints. I got my copy. My new copy is coming because it's selling so well. So I'm always Absolutely. Wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And then, you know, that is, that is great. Um, Trees, uh, uh, one of our callers that called in, uh, wanted me to touch on a subject which we, we kind of touched around it a little bit, um, the health care issues as far as, you know, a lot of our we talk about promiscuous, promiscuous activity within our community, um, but HIV AIDS awareness. I remember Pastor touched on something Sunday about a lot of the reasons that, you know, this disease is spreading is the lack of self-love. Yeah, I really believe I, you know, if you, if you if you really look up and find out where promiscuous behavior is associated with is associated with uh, the lack of self-esteem, the lack of self-love. And uh, the thing I said Sunday, when you uh, allow someone to penetrate you without protection, it just says, I don't love myself enough right. to protect myself. It's just very simple. That's the basic. But when you love yourself enough to protect yourself, then you, there's a sense of value, not just for you, but for the other person as well. Uh, and part of the issues around the lack of self-esteem, especially with LGBTQ people, is because we were not given uh, as children a sense of esteem given the context of our sexuality. So if we were given a sense by our parents and esteemed us, see, we were not given that kind of esteem. We were never esteemed. You, you don't you esteem being gay? You know, that's something that didn't come with that same territory. So, and so you know, our self-esteem was driven low because we had to hide, we had to pretend, we had to cope, we had to do all of these things. And so consequently, there is, there's a great deal of promiscuous behavior which is associated with this issue around HIV. And so it is important that now... You know, uh, I was in a meeting of the other day from part of this organization called HIPAA, um, which is which is an organization that was uh, organized by Fulton County to help deal with the uh, HIV problem in Atlanta because everything that we've done in the past for HIV has not worked. Right. And so uh, now they're, they are trying to uh, – the big issue here is get people into care. If we're going to stop – the spread of the virus or slow it down or do something because it's not just the virus now. Syphilis and HIV is, that, is just in a, it's an epidemic. Um, but, the thing, but the thing with HIV is the new studies uh, prove now that if a person became HIV positive today, their lifespan is 74 years. Wow. As long as they're on medication, as long as they get the meds. And the if you're, the viral suppression is what now we've discovered pre- actually prevents the spread of HIV. So if you're on meds, if you're in care, and the virus is suppressed, it's less likely that someone can contract HIV from you. Right. It is more likely that you get HIV with a condom than with suppression. 
Because when the condom is like 80, 80-some percent, but with suppression, it's 96 percent. That's almost 100 percent that you won't get HIV if it's, if it's with suppression, which means you've got to get into care. You've got to get tested, and you must get into care and get on your meds. And there's so many agencies out here uh, that, that you can get tested at. You can go to Fulton County. Uh, you can go see your doctor, but everybody needs to get tested. And once you get in the care and get under and you, the virus gets suppressed, then it's less likely that the virus will spread. So brothers and sisters, get tested. And a lot of people all tell you that your HIV status is your business. You don't have to wear it on a T-shirt. It's only between you and that person that you are sleeping with. A lot of people because right. of shame they don't want to get tested. Right. And it's not it's not public information. You just need to share your stats with the person you are intimate you with. Should, it's nobody else's business if you are HIV or not. It's just between you and that person that you are intimate with. But I think you have to have that talk with whomever you're dating yeah. about their sexual relationships from the past. I think that's very important. Oh, that's in the book. And, you know, that's right, it's communication and, and being honest. Because a lot of people don't be honest, but there's a, in the book there's a section in there about liars. So just make sure that you're looking, you're talking to somebody who's willing to be honest. Got I, got, I got something you've got to post here. question is, um, when you are in a long-term relationship like I am, why do the people around you try to sabotage what you have instead of supporting your union? <laughs> they work? Work. I thought you said long term. Is it long distance or long term? Long term. Long term. Long term. Long term. Long term. Yeah, that is. Unfortunately, people who are who are unhappy with themselves and are miserable because they are either in a bad relationship or lonely uh, do not have the capacity to appreciate somebody's long long term relationship. So. Sometimes if a person is not supportive of your relationship, you have to get put them on your benediction list. You have to just say, well, this is, you know, you're not supportive of me. You're, you're, you're not benediction. May the Lord watch between me and me. <laughs> but you, while we're at you think that if you are in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. should you have single friends in your life? what I found, and especially in the surveys, is that we have problems setting proper boundaries, especially in gay relationships. I think we have problems really, you know, separating our friends from uh, our responsibilities and our priorities with our mates. We have a lot of problems with exes, mm-hmm. you know, for oh, women, wow, yeah. you know, for women, because we're all women, no more than likely your ex is a woman, so that's probably oh, somebody who's yeah. a friend. Mm-hmm. Not all breakups is. Um, ugly. ugly, exactly. Right. Some of them end in friendship. But when you have somebody in your life who don't necessarily like exes, then I think you have to really draw the line at the boundaries. And sometimes they don't want the exes around. What's more important, your wife, your husband, or your friend? That's right. That's and they friends. Except in the ex situation, which is something I had to learn. It's a big lesson for me, actually. In my relationship, I had to learn how to properly set boundaries around friends and my relationship. Mm. And had to make I had to learn to make my relationship priority. And if you have a friend who doesn't understand that, then they really don't have a friend. They don't right. need to be around anyway. Right. And you don't have to they give up your mean. friends. I mean and, and I think if if you find a mate that is insecure about a person in your life who is a friend, 
And if they can't accept that, then you really do have to make a decision. Do I want to make my mate happy or, my or friends do I have to argue make my friends happy? And sometimes you have to separate the two. Pastor, you have a lot of – do you and your, and your partner have a lot of single friends? Oh, no, 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 no. No, never worked. His, his, the single friends that he had were against the relationship. Uh, the single friends that I had did not understand it. And here's my take. It just, it just makes sense to me. If you have a partner, and you're, especially if you're living with this partner, if that partner you're with is helping pay rent, house note, car note, friends ain't paying nothing, logically to me, the friends have to go. Whoever brings the resource to the table that's helping the relationship work is the person that you should pay attention to. So, but in, personally speaking, single friends did not work for, over the seven years we've been together. Single friends did not work. Right. Pastor, something I want to address to you here. We're getting some uh, some messages here. Mm. Um, what what and this kind of uh, falls in. I'm, I'm gonna kind of connect this too with Charlotte because okay. when I read Charlotte's book, you know, there's there's times sometimes people have issues and they're not aware. It's deeper than just character traits. They can actually be mental. Um, yes, illnesses. Yeah. So there's uh, some things here where people are asking about, you know, what if you want your ex back, or what if you have someone that has mental illnesses, you know, as far as issues or conflict in um, relationships maybe that haven't worked, because you've been a bit advocate about trying to make relationships work. So when do you, you know, what, what do you suggest you do when you have these issues that may extend beyond just character flaws that could, you know, kind of border mental illness or situations like that. What do you, are, you saying, what, are you saying what do you do if like you're what, with someone yeah, like or say, it's an ex? Say it's someone that you're involved in. Maybe you have uh, you started a relationship with them. And you notice that they have mental... They may have some, some capacities and characteristics or some traits that seem to be beyond just flaws. Yeah. So it's become deeper than the level of and, and and because of this, it could cause a strain or either take the relationship totally away. You know, like, for instance, Charlotte mentions about, you know, certain factors with the wrong person, but it sometimes it's deeper than just, you don't put the toilet seat down or you rude or, you know. Where, where, where it's really mental health. It's not just... It's much it's medication needs to be administered in order for this person to live normal and be balanced in how they, uh, you know, approach life. You can meet somebody don't even know, have never even, uh, uh, don't even know they're bipolar, yeah. or or even with with lesbian women in particular, you know, don't even understand what PMS is. That's right. And they could be PMSing, and there needs to there needs to yeah. be some intervention, some help needs to be done when they're extreme and and. And life is threatened and health is threatened. And I say to people, people all the time, when your health is threatened uh, in a situation or somebody's life is threatening and it becomes physical, you need to pay a little close. You need to pay you need to pay attention to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And that's, that's even, even, the, even the verbal violence. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I wrote in the book, and uh, Dr. Ash helped me with this, and I, would, I actually hadn't thought about that until she said it, but one out of, one out of every four people, is walking around with bipolar. Mm. Undiagnosed. 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 That is huge. See, the issue is not with those who know, because those who know should be honest with you about their about their sickness or about this issue. 
Because right. then it can be controlled. Yes. But it yes. is the, the problem is it's the undiagnosed people. So Whoa. when you're dating, and which is covered in my book, you really have to look for the signs. And I give the signs in the book, the kinds of things that you need to look for, because it really is a choice if you want to get involved with a bipolar right. person. Right. They're not bad people to get involved right. with. They just need care, and that takes a person who's able to care for that type of person. So what are, what what would be some of the signs yeah, that, that a person is bipolar? Well, inconsistent behavior. This is one out of four people. Inconsistent behavior. Somebody's behavior that goes way up and then drops. Mm. One minute they're very excited, they're very happy to see you, and you're in a great relationship, things are going well, and the next minute it just drops to the bottom. They don't want to be bothered, they want to be separated, they don't want to talk to you, they're snapping at you. Those are signs of people who are having some issues kind of balancing things. And then you've not done anything. No, and it is a chemical issue. It's, it's a, a problem issue. in the right. brain. That's right. It is not. We, a lot of people don't recognize that. They think it's an emotional issue, but it's not. Right. It's a, it's a chemical brain. problem in the brain. And that problem needs medication most of the time. And there's a lot of people who, and, and, and it's caused by many things, societal issues, it's caused by generations of, uh, of, of genetics. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that cause bipolarism. But I think what we have to do is look at the signs when you're dating somebody. And if you're already in a relationship, you really want to care and try to get them help. But it's really at the end going to be up to them. That's true. And there's an example I use in my book where this lady said she just had to have this man. She mm-hmm. said he was fine, I had to have him, I wanted him, and then she got him and found out he was bipolar and her mm-hmm. life was a living hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's still in relationship with this man. Mm-hmm. So it really is a choice. But it's a, just a difficult choice to make once you fall in love. So you really want to make sure in the beginning, that's why this book is so important, you really want to watch the signs before you get to that place. And you know, that note, I think sometimes I made those people know bipolar. Oof, Jesus. I see Thank you, God. Oh, Jesus. God answered prayers on radio. So, and it's not just uh, you know, it's not, it's not bipolar. I mean, what about somebody physically? Challenge. Right. Do you want to date or can you? Right. They're going to be limited. Right. They're going to be things. They're going to be limitations that they can do. So you have to make a choice. Can I date somebody who's blind? Right. Right. Can I date somebody with a physical limitation? Yeah. I mean, all these kinds of questions are important in the beginning because they are going to determine the quality of your life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you guys, we go on on the upswing of our last uh, half an hour. Here at Night Talk with your host JL and Sunny. We got like uh, we got 22 minutes left. And yeah, yeah, of, I see a lot of people on the board trying to call in. Uh, but one of the questions I'm going to raise to our future guest. And this time, Sunny, the night has gone by so fast. I, I told mean, you, it was like so. We're gonna let them talk. Now. I said, baby, let me tell you something. We're gonna yeah. be in them when it's going Yes, it did. And people are posting um, the person that asked the questions. They're saying thank you, Amen. They like thank you so much. Um, I'm posting online. Make sure you know AuthorCShaw.com yes. is where you can get her book. Um, people saying thank you, her. thank you for that response, Pastor. Somebody even asked, do they have to be a member right. to talk to you? Right. You know, so these are things that uh, we're touching on real things. And uh, in the black community, the stigma of taking away and addressing behavioral changes. And you know, I want to say this that you know, a lot of times, like Hadel's just like, wow, you know. Sometimes we allow ourselves to become fearful of dealing with people 
that had, everybody has something about them. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think what's great about Charlotte's book, and um, I'm going to tell you, I gifted a book. I, I got Charlotte's book. I gifted a book. And, you know, it's interesting. I think that me gifting that book raised some opportunities of, of uh, examination. Mm. Okay? So even for myself, I've gone through a transition from being in a relationship for six years, um, came across a chance to reconnect with somebody I've known and have had love for for a very long period of time, wanted a relationship with them. Um, we started doing some things in regards to that direction, and then, you know, all hell broke loose, and it, in a, it was a shift. But, um, and it's so funny, you know, I know you asked Pastor about, and I'm going to say this because a lot of people don't understand um, the, the statement of this, because I've used it. When you talk about soulmates, and I read something the other day that was just so significant uh, in regards to uh, soulmates and what that really, you know, can pose or mean. Um, but really a soulmate helps to identify the things within you that you need to change. Mm-hmm. They, they, because you're open to that person so much, um, your trust levels, your, you, you bring the vulnerability down, you bring all the walls down. Right. So when you open up yourself that, that much, that person will tend to give you a response of the things that may be within you that you may need to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like I came across my soulmate, and I realized that they gave me that mirror, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Charlotte talked about a lot of times the things they point out to you is a reflection. Exactly. Right. I worked on mine, still working on mine. I pray that they working on theirs. Exactly. But just that time period gave me an opportunity to prepare myself for this moment and say that I can read this book and say, yeah, you know, I was doing this foolishness. Ooh, child, I was acting like this. You know? And then say, okay, now I can see when ego kicks in and it's taken over and I'm not allowing self, you know, the higher self to really resonate. So this, this whole idea of soulmate for me is interesting because I believe, and I write, I write about this in the book, I think, the soulmate is who you with. Mm-hmm. That's who your soulmate is. That's who you with. Who's who you with. At the time. At the, at the time. At the time. Because this whole notion of the soulmate, soulmate. Yeah, I'm looking for my soulmate. Well, your soulmate is the person you make the relationship best with at the time. At the time you with. Exactly. So, you know, and this is in my book. I talk about the difference between um, a reckless lover mm. and the love doctor. Right, right. And the love doctor is somebody who helps you see yourself within them, but when you break up, you know that you, there are things about yourself you want to grow. Right. Thank that you, came girl. out of the relationship. That was one of my questions the for you. Lover, what is the love doctor experience? Now, the reckless lover is somebody you need to get away from. Right. That's somebody who came who, to wreck your life, and they have wrecked the lives of people before you, mm-hmm. and they are going to wreck the lives of people after mm-hmm. you. Because there are some people, I don't care what you do, what you say, they ain't going to change. Right. Oh, right. but I mean ain't. I know that's not right. good. Right. Hold on, we got a question. But I mean ain't going to change. We got somebody here in the room. <laughs> Caller, because we only got a few more minutes. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a, I didn't uh, see my callers trying to get our attention. Caller, you're live with Night Talk Live. Hello. Hello, caller. What's your question? Hi. I just wanted to say that I am extremely excited about the guests that's on the panel. They are amazing, and so are you and Sunny and um, JL, I just love you guys so much. Of course, this is your sidekick, Jazzy, that tries to help out a lot. I had stepped out of the room and wanted to hear the conversation. 
But I wanted to kind of tap on something that Sunny um, said that the next show is going to be about, and that is the sex trafficking and understanding what Pastor was saying, how people can be um, just all over the place. And you, even Jaya, were saying how, you know, sex after sex after sex. But even when people don't love themselves, then they don't have a care or concern about other people. It can bring you right into how sex trafficking and how rape and how all of these violent acts can take place. Um, and I know that, uh, Sonny, you're joining us at the lobby on on Thursday down at the uh, Capitol, which I'm excited about. But, Georgia, I just kind of wanted to tap in and let you guys know that Georgia is one of the seven leading states in protecting our children from sex trafficking. It's been huge in this state. And I think if we start from the beginning and build solid relationships and become more functional and not so much dysfunctional, we won't have things like this take place. So I'm really excited to know that this panel is um, bringing the right type of topics and the right type of answers so that we can build better relationships so we won't have so much abuse in our family and in our community in our state. Thank you. Thank you, Colin, for that, Jamie. Appreciate that. But I got a, uh, as we wrap up our show, I think we only got how many more minutes? We got like 15 more minutes. About 15 more minutes. Uh, one of the questions I want to propose to both the pastor and to Charlotte is that, Pastor, you've been in this, this, this show about relationships. Pastor, you've been in your relationship for seven years. Do you see a, a, a wedding, a marriage in the near future? And Charlotte, because you, you've been in your relationship for how many years? Four and a half years, so why didn't you also legally get married? Uh, we, my partner and I have talked about it. At first, when I uh, had come out of my marriage and was divorced, um, you know, I had said to him, I would never get married again. You know, I wouldn't do that. Uh, uh, but, you know, you evolve, and now I'm coming to a different place, and we're because I said that, you know, he's like, uh, well, since you said it, then we are not getting married. <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, I, I think he's jesting. But I think that because uh, our relationship has evolved to a much better place, that it is an option on the table. Good. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Well, I think, you know, I mean, for me right now, I mean, the universe just has happened for me to, for, for that person to be the one for me. And, and I still yet do not know that she won't be the one for me. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I can do is continue to live in this moment and continue to grow, and maybe life will bring us back together again. But if it does not, then I am prepared to, uh, whoever that person is, whoever that woman is going to be, I absolutely want to get married. I look forward to the day that I get married. Because I think that I will make someone uh, a good mate. Uh, I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm spiritual. I'm loving. I'm kind. I'm all the things that somebody will look for. And eventually, uh, I hope to find that to somebody who's able to receive that in in the future. So if it's not going to be my former mate, yeah, I pray that it's going to be somebody. Gotcha. You know, I've, never to a gay, I've never been to a gay wedding, so hopefully, Pastor, you'll be the very first one that I'll have an opportunity to attend yes. and get you a gift card from Target. Yes. You'll get some Target Pals, baby. Yes. A gift card. Sorry, yeah. What are you talking about? Marshall Fields. You know what, we have just, we have, we have had a dynamic show. Yes, we have. And I'm just so happy that you guys were uh, so willing 
to come on the show. I told Jay, I said we're gonna have. I thought we were going to have Pastor Barrett. We were going to have Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. She didn't ask me. And she told me. I said, we're going to get it in. And I knew that this was going to be a great talk. But I want you guys to know that, you know, um, follow out, follow uh, Pastor Dennis Merritt on Facebook. I'm actually plopping that online. ArthurCShaw.com. People are asking about the book, how much it is. It's $12.95. Um, copies are ready. Um, Charlotte, do you have an e-book? That's oh, no. We're working on that, so that's coming up, so don't ask me no more. Okay, so uh, <laughs> get the hardback copy anyway. Pastor has his book coming out. Yeah. What's the title of your book, Pastor? Behind the Veil, the Fearless Truth. Behind the Veil, the Fearless Truth. You know, it's going to be some real talking that don't Real, yes, real. Straight for no chasing. That's right. And uh, and there'll be plenty of upcoming, oh, okay, somebody posted, uh, JL, yes, there'll be plenty of upcoming weddings at TBC. <laughs> I'll be there. I will make sure you get an invite. I'll play We're going to approve this, and then we're approving this message. <laughs> Well, I definitely look forward to coming to my first gay wedding at Tabernacle. Uh, I can't wait over this summer. You know, again, I want to just kind of reiterate what Sonny said, that we really appreciate our followers. We're growing. This is still new. This is still young. Uh, we hope to get better. We ask you for your prayers. We ask you for thank you for your encouragement and your support. And we really want to continue to make this better, 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 better. Um, we got a call on hold, Jay. We got a call. Okay, we got one. Yeah, we got a call. Our last call for the night. Carly, you on air with Night Talk Live. Hello, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? Great. Good. Uh, my name's Gregory. Uh, I was just calling in. I noticed that y'all were talking about relationships today. Yes, sir. And um, I just wanted, uh, I guess, just put me in my little two cents. You know, it's been my experience that a lot of relationships, especially gay relationships, tend to go south because see, a lot of gay people have not been taught. I hate, for, for lack of a better way of saying, they've not been taught about healthy relationships and what it takes to be in a healthy relationship and build one. Okay. So, Carla, do you, are you asking? Are you asking in reference to having some type of uh, example in the public? Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. 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 You say more more role models of healthy relationships and gay men and women. Right. Right. Okay. You know when I when I think about one one uh, one one lady who uh, stands out to me who I adore and I, I'm sure at some point I'm going to meet her. I think Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, is a good example of, from a female side, a very public relationship that is, uh, you know, shown, you know, that she can balance. Book? I mean, come on. I just, I just, I just, she just no, popped up in my mind. No, you know, give me two sisters. You, know, you know what? I have the same problem with role models that I have with soulmates. You, role well, models, I mean, we don't, role models are difficult because we don't know what's going on in somebody else's house. Right. You may look at them visibly and yeah. think that they're the perfect yeah. role model, yeah. but when they go home, we, really, yeah, we don't know who they are. I we don't know them. what kind of relationship yeah. they're having. So what's important is not to look outside yourself. What's important is to look inside of yourself and be your own role model. Grow your relationship the way you think, the best way you think, and have agreed with your partner that it needs to work. That's true. The best relationships that you can grow or that you can see will be your very own. So be very careful of role models because you might be setting yourself up for an illusion. Yes. 
You don't know what's going on in somebody else's bedroom. You don't know what's going on in somebody else's house. They can sit in that house and be arguing all day. And when they have a divorce, then they go to your role model and they go, you, you deflect. That's exactly. You become deflected. That happened to me because our family, I had three sons and married and wife, beautiful wife, and we were the role model. We were the ideal family. We were the ideal family for so many people. And then... When that fell apart and when we ended up divorced, people left the church. People said, yeah. well, they had to hide their family. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. What exactly. may look ideal exactly. is often not ideal. Yeah. And uh, just because people come together and go to church and sit together, I don't mean it's all, you know, peaches and cream at home. But let me just say this. You know, people have criticized me because oftentimes on Sunday, I will talk about my relationship publicly. I do that on purpose. I always do. You know, people think I'm just up there talking. Most of the time, 99.9%, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know why I do it. And I tend to be vulnerable to say things and transparent so people understand my life is just as real as everybody else's. This is, this is just it. This is the way it is. And they'll say things like, you know, I was talking about Sunday because one, one of my members said, well, you ought not be saying stuff like that. You keep your bedroom private. I'm, tw- I'm, I'm 24 years older than my father. Brothers, you need to know the truth. Your testosterone will go down. <laughs> all day long. And I always say my father never told me, well, son, when you get older, right, you know, it's sticked up today, right. but it's going to go down right. after a while. I didn't know that. And right. so there was a period of my life when I had to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. And it was very traumatic for me to make that adjustment. So sometimes I throw stuff out there mm-hmm. just because I understand this is real. This is the way life is. Mm-hmm. And so people understand it. So they don't get to a place and it becomes traumatic, like my traumatic was when it starts dropping now. If you're gonna be with somebody younger, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Did I call her get get that answer? But I want to say, but the caller, when you have role models like Pastor Meredith, his his partner, sometimes they're crucified because they are so role models. Because I've heard a lot of people say that they don't go to the tabernacle because uh, Pastor Meredith is so open about his relationship with his partner. They don't want to hear that. So, again, we may have to take another look at what a role model really is. And are we willing to accept that person if you need to seek outside yourself, like Charlotte said, to be a role model? So how many of you, uh, how much longer we got on Carla, thanks for that. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. I also have uh, Ms. Sharice. Charlotte, I posted in the wrong box. I wasn't aware I had signed in, but I'm listening to the entire show, and my question was answered. Much love, cousin. Uh, So that was cute. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, And we just got people liking this thing, man, and commenting and loving it. And... You know, um, guys, this this is so important. We got about a good five six minutes. Yeah, we didn't wrap that up. The ten had their final words. Well, let me let me ask this one last thing, and we'll go ahead and let them end out. But a short question. I, I think that this one thing I want to um, put out there: uh, to what extent um, was your, uh, you know, to what extent was your sexual orientation a factor in making some of the decisions you have made in your life path? Last question tonight. So what now? Say that one more game. What? To what extent was your sexual orientation a factor in making some of the decisions you have made in your life path? Wow. That's a big question there, son. Yeah, that's, that's not just... I try, I try. That's a, that's a, they in your life path? As far as 
the direction in which you're walking now. Yeah, I, and I understand that question very clearly. And for me, uh, Sonny, I am just now really coming into my sexual orientation. I'm really just now at my age, and I can say I'm a middle-aged woman, where I am accepting who I am, and, and Pastor Meredith has helped me with this. Why I am I have finally confronted my mother for the first time at my oh, age. That I am who I am, but the decisions I made in the past, it did affect it because I hid, I lived in secrecy, I didn't live my life openly. So a lot of decisions I made with past lovers, a lot of decisions I made mm-hmm. on my job were all based on untruth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't based on honesty. But now I can say because of passion, because of you know, he's he's definitely contributed but I am living an open and a free life with everybody, consistently. I'm not one way at church and another way at work there you right, and another right, way at home. Right, right. You're going to live an authentic life. You have to consistently be the same person right. everywhere you go, right, right. regardless of your sexual orientation. And right. if nobody else is comfortable with that, that is that's not your problem. That's right. Exactly. Give it up to them. Uh-huh. Right. You got something short you want to say? We got five more minutes. Oh, no. You got She's going to put the plight on the handle. Amen. And, 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 and Charlotte, we have somebody want to know they can no book question. on Sunday. Yeah. Get book yes. on Sunday. Yeah. Look, I'm going to take control of the show right now because we got four more minutes and we have some last-minute things we want to say or this conversation will go, go, go on and on and on. First of all, again, I want to thank Pastor Meredith and Sister Minister Shaw for taking time out of your busy <laughs> evening. This is Late Night Talk. Thank for coming you. out. We appreciate it. We love you guys for your support. We ask that you continue to support us. Uh, we want to thank all the listeners, all the callers, all the texts I've been receiving from friends and family around the country who are just saying that we love you guys. We're going to tell our friends. That's what it's going to take to keep us on the air. Because, again, we're just starting this whole process. Sister Sunny, thank you for inviting our pastor and, and Sister Shaw to uh, join us tonight. And so before we sign off, let's give our listeners another plug about how we can become a sponsor on late night talk. Yes, guys, we want to encourage you to um, put your put your put your stigma together, man. Marketing is the key. Um, my company, Loudmouth, is a brand. It's about putting out the word about small business, and we'll get you straight. So, if you have some identification of what you are looking to do with your business, you need to contact us and allow us to help you. So, um, with that, make sure you give us an email at nighttalklive at gmail dot com. But we want to encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And our Twitter page is Night Talk ATL, and our Facebook page, Night Talk Live Radio. Gotcha. So make sure you touch bases with us, and uh, we'll be able to put you together and start spotlighting your commercials on air live. Yeah, we got 15 second spots, and 30 second spots, and 60 second spots, and it's very affordable, and it'll help us continue to do what we need to do. Pastor, I want to say again thank you, and hopefully, if you need to go out to Tabernacle on uh, Wednesday night for the relationship series, I'm going to try to make it myself, especially since he said they're going to have some food there. Um, <laughs> like I don't, a brother don't eat, and I'm just wasting away. So uh, I'll plan on being there. What time y'all serve dinner? It will be after. <laughs> so, we feed you all before. Oh, a, oh, it will be after. after I get the word. Keep it out the door. <laughs> so I'm going to try to make it over to the house and, and also get some more information. I'm at that place where... I wish I had the same type of relationship that Pastor has. We all want that. Seven years? Wow. That's amazing. And he and I have talked about, I don't know why he ain't trying to hook me up with nobody yet, but we're going to have that conversation when we log off the air 
<laughs> Look, I had truly been in the study. And Charlotte, you're being told, make sure you have more than one copy. Okay. okay, Charlotte, thank you for your book, and I see you going to speak best-selling status for you. Thank you. I'm yeah. going to put it in the universe. You receive it? Put it okay, in the look, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. Um, Jay, we have a young lady that has Octavius Elegant Weddings and Events. So, uh, Ms. Nicole, make sure you hit us up. And we just want to tell everyone we are so grateful that y'all tuned in tonight. But we just gave you a little plug there a little bit, darling. So you need to hit me up so we can get that thing rolling for you. Right, for real. We can really blow you up. And uh, and as always, my sign off, my sign off statement always is: always live your life with faith over fear. I'm your host, JLK. And Sunny Spoon, we have truly enjoyed you, and thank you for tuning in to Night Talk Live. And we're gonna, as we always end our show, end it with our little jingle. So, again, we want to thank the sister who wrote our little jingle. So you want to put it on for us, Sonny? Thank you, Inc. Y'all have a great night.